You're now listening to the Spirit-Filled Sales and Entrepreneur Podcast, where any line between the natural and the supernatural is erased. Thanks for joining the Spirit-Filled Sales Podcast for entrepreneurs and sales professionals that are looking to break down the barrier between both the natural and the spirit in their business and in life. So today we have Frank Ammons on here. Uh, He's going to be sharing about how he followed God and experienced him bringing from zero to multi-million dollars in just a couple of years. So Frank, thanks for joining. I'm excited to have you on here and uh, just share your story about your entrepreneur journey and how you uh, went through this whole process with the Lord and what he's really done for you. So uh, thanks for hopping on here, man. Yeah. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, man. So we connected on Facebook and I had asked a question about, you know, if anybody's ever experienced anything supernatural in their business with God. And you had basically said, God took you from zero to like 20 million or something crazy like that. Why don't you share a little bit about, uh, that journey? Yeah. Um, again, thanks for having me on and let me share a little bit, but you know, um, my particular calling, if you will, my purpose is, um, definitely helping people. uh, I would think in their financial part of their, their, their life. Right. So, in my, my opinion, you know, entrepreneurship is probably one of the best ways to do that. You know, obviously people have different ways to do it, but uh, owning and running businesses is something that I've always had a fascination with and I've done my fair share. Yeah. And at the time of the business that we're, we're talking about, I was actually sleeping in my car. I was, I was driving to the rest area of the interstate wow. every night. And I did that for about seven months. And uh, I know this sounds like an old rags, the richest type story, but it's just true. <laughs> I, got, I, I can't share it. It's just, it's a story I got. That's the only thing I have to share. So, um, you know, there was many days I was sleeping in my car. I was in an Outlander, 2003 Outlander, and my big behind man could barely fit in that thing, much less sleep in it. <laughs> um, but I can tell you this, um, there was a couple mornings that, you know, I would somehow f- find a way to fall asleep and forget about what I w- what reality was in order to get at least a little bit of sleep and rest. But in the morning when I'd wake up, I would have to re-realize that I was in a mess, right? That I was sleeping in a car and I was at the rest area and no one wants to sleep in a rest area unless you're traveling, right? And and I wasn't going anywhere in life, right? So yeah. for me, I would actually have to fight depression almost every morning for about seven months straight. Wow. And I remember one of those days saying, hey, you know, Lord, if you really can get me out of here, um, I'll do everything I can to make sure you get the glory and, and people know that you're the one that brought me out. Right. Um, wow. I literally said that out loud and, and it wasn't long after that, probably a couple <laughs> weeks later that someone came to me and said, Hey, have you heard about, uh, uh, selling solar, you know, solar panels. Right. And I said, no, I haven't heard about it, but I'm definitely interested to see what that is about. Cause at this point I'm looking for any means to get out of my situation financially. Yeah. Yeah. And I had, I had specifically asked God, I said, God, I, I want a situation where I don't have to figure out the product it's already made. And I just get to sell it. Right. I get to right. offer it in its benefits. And I know I can do it because I have the skill set. I just was one of these business owners that back in the day would try to figure out the whole thing. And it just, you know, that's, that's too much for some people. And for me, it was. Um, and so when, when this opportunity came up, I, uh, I went to the, the, the interview and yeah. somehow I got, I got past the interview and they got, they invited me to training. Well, they didn't tell me training was two weeks long and an hour and a half away. Well, <laughs> when you're living in your car and you're barely making it, 
um, gas is kind of an issue, right? Because yeah. you don't have much money. And at the time I didn't, my, my phone on my server, my service on my phone was not working. So I was Wi-Fi hopping, right? So, huh. um, if any of you who are watching this have ever, you know, kind of been almost borderline ho homeless or had no money, you know what Wi-Fi wi hopping is. It's, it's hopping from one Wi-Fi place to another, just so you can use your phone. And that's what I had to do. So imagine driving an hour and a half to, uh, what's going to hopefully change your life training um, and running out of gas usually almost every time. That's what I did. And by the miracle of, of God, he, he somehow would bring someone strangers. And even sometimes the people I was getting trained with that would see me on the side of the road and help me get to training. I made it through training and in two weeks and it, and I did it the same way, right? Because the job that I was taking on was selling solar, but it was a commission based yeah. job, right? right. So uh, you know, for those that don't know, that's basically paying you after you make a sale. So I went through that training and um, I remember knowing that this was it. I knew that this was it because not only know. did it pay well, right, but yeah. it was it was something I could believe in and it helped people. Right. That's so it. I don't know if you got some more questions, but I can keep going if you want. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, that's right there. I mean, how did you know? Was it like a gut was like a gut feeling like in, in your in your soul and your spirit It's just like this is this is the thing. I don't know if I could say it was a gut or, or a spiritual thing, but I did ask the Lord not long before that, as I mentioned, that I want something that's already put together. It's really yeah. just about offering it to the right people who right. need it and can benefit from it. Yeah. And, you know, so I don't know if I heard the angels or the, 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 yeah. the <laughs> North sky split or whatever <laughs> and told me this is the one, but I did know that what I asked for and what I was looking at, uh, seemed to be a real perfect match because uh, solar is going to help people lower their electric costs. It doesn't cost much money to go go solar. It's actually less than what they're spending. Yeah. And then it pay, pays well, right? Right. And it's already put together. All I have I to mean, do is go offer it. There's people that are killing it in the solar space, man. And it's just like, and, and there's so much, there's training. And now it looks like you're doing it remote, which is like, I mean, you don't have to knock doors all day. You can, you can probably collapse time and hit yeah. a ton uh, more appointments and close a lot more deals. So that's cool what you're doing with that. But just to back up just a, a moment, like uh, before you ended up in your car, like was God, uh, how did God become a part of your life in the first place? Did you grow up with it? Did you have uh, a moment where he became a reality for you prior right. to that? Well, you know, yeah, definitely. I grew up in the church and I grew up um, even, you know, I went to some Bible um, classes and, and even some college. And at yeah. one point I did think I was going to be in what we call pulpit ministry. Yeah. Um, but uh, it wasn't really my actual calling. What my calling is, my ministry, if you will, is an yeah. entrepreneurship. So, Come you on. know, definitely had the roots and had the background and had a you know, foundation of God. But as many of us have, have went through, you know, sometimes we get a little stray and we go down our own path. Yep. And uh, I think God allows that sometimes because at the end of the day, he wants us to know that, you know, you can do that if you want. And that's the, you know, if you will, free will he gives us. But at the end of the day, we realize if we, if we know who he is, what he's capable of, that we ultimately can't do nothing without him. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I'm a talented guy. I, I'm pretty sure will you are too. We have some strengths and abilities. But at the end of the day, he's the one that makes it all possible in the first place. And if you lose sense of that, then you're yeah. going to lose sense of the real reality. And that's the God reality that I try to live in. And uh, and that's 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 where you got to 
to fall in place in. And, and I, I had lost that in the, in, in that time and had yeah. fallen away from that and really just, you know, needed to be recalibrated if you will. And yeah. I'm not saying he caused me to live in my car, but he did take advantage of the opportunity to get through to me. Yeah. Right? That's, <laughs> that's what, good, man. That's, that's what I would say is that yeah. I, I, I knew that there was only one person that could help me because, you know, I had tapped out on all those other helps and all those, uh, you know, uh, phone a friend, if you will, kind of deals. Yeah. Uh, and he was the only friend, you know, and that's what he says in the Bible. I'll stick closer to you than any friend you got. And, th and he came through. He brought this opportunity to us. And I ended up being one of 22 guys that made it through that training. And the other guy who made it in that wow. training actually came to work with me later. And, um, I remember almost wanting to give up if I can, if I can go a little bit further in the yeah, story. Yeah, I, I was curious, like now, you know, you, you get the opportunity. And then, so what, what did it look like after that? Once yeah. you started getting your feet wet and actually knocking doors and stuff? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I, 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 I've always kind of been the, you know, where Jesus said, uh, you know, you know, he'll leave the 99 to get the one. I've always been the one he had to go get all the time. Right. Yeah. You know, that, <laughs> that rogue, rogue sheep or the black sheep, if you will. Yeah. Um, he never said black or white sheep. He just said that one sheep and that's me. That's that one sheep. So this company that I got trained in, they were a door to door company. Right. And I, and I said to myself, I don't think I need to do door to door. I think I just need to sell customers, which I think is the ultimate deal anyways. Right. So I, 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 I avoided that part of the training, if you will. And I just decided to do all social media type situations where I would put out on social media, what the opportunity was, if they were interested that they would fill out a form uh, or text me or call me or inbox me. And then I would go, you know, call them and then set up an appointment. And that's what I did. Yeah. I had many people tell me along the way that that doesn't work because obviously their way was door knocking. Yeah. And I said, well, let me at least try. And I did. And I was the top sales guy out of that group after about a month. Right. Wow. Now, so were you, was this, uh, taking solar onto social media? Was that kind of revolutionary for the time? Was anybody else out there doing it? Or was that more, you're more like just your own inspiration? Yeah, well, it was definitely new at the time, right? Yeah. That was one of the reasons why I could get so much of a big response because I right. was one of the first to really bring it on social media. Yeah. Not that I was the biggest, but I was one of the first to really use that method. Yeah. And um, in that process, I sold eight deals within 30 days or so. Wow. Um, and I will tell you that, you know, eight deals times, you know, about $2,500 in commission, that'll change your life, especially if you're stupid, <laughs> right? So, yeah. And then, yeah. uh, and now with all of that, you know, were you doing more organic outreach on social media or were you actually put like paying for funnels and stuff? I didn't have no money, man. I was broke. Yeah. Look, I was so broke <laughs> when I walked in front of the bank, I tripped. That's how broke That's I was. Funny. So, so it was all organic or if you will, you know, yeah. um, it was that hustle muscle. That's all yeah. thing I had, man. So I had to do Facebook groups. I posted in there. I yeah. posted all over. I, any place that would allow me to post about, you know, going solar, that's what I did. Yeah. And that's how I got all my leads. How many groups were you getting kicked out of a week? Well, again, back then they weren't as very tight niche as they are now, Okay, but I'm probably the one that caused them to get tight niche. Cause yeah. I was, I was, <laughs> I was definitely doing the SPA AM type stuff, right? So yeah, boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. But it was um, working. Yeah, it was working and, and it doesn't work that well anymore. Plus there's a lot more people selling solar online, but um, back then I, I did take advantage of it and it, it took me Took me to another level. It changed my life. I went from sleeping in my car to a hotel 
And then I think it was about another 30 days or so I rented a house. And then wow. a year later, I bought me and my wife who I met actually at my company because I ended up starting a company because the company that I got trained at, believe it or not, couldn't keep up with me. Right. And yeah. they couldn't keep up with the installs because I had them everywhere. Right. They wanted me to stay to a certain territory and knock that na- that neighborhood. And I just yeah. I told them, I said, well, look, I'm only going to places where they actually want me to be there. Right. I'm not going to knock on a door unless they told me to come knock on the door. Yeah. And uh, these are people who want solar. They're they're approved. They're ready to get solar and everything. So they they were kind of being particular, like, hey, we don't yeah. we don't want to drive there. We don't do that. All right. Well, what I ended up doing is find someone who would do the install and who would take care of that part of it. And I started my own company. And, and as a result, I created an, a little office where I was at. And then I ended up meeting my wife, who at the time was just someone that worked for us. And we got wow. married and we we bought our first house, cash money, which, you Come know, on. you know, uh, is something that we're really proud that we were able to do and, you know, change our life. And that's yeah. that's where God took us. So was in your first month you closed eight deals or was that how long did it? Okay, so eight deals in the first month. And yep. then from there... Within a few months, how how much in commission were you were you bringing in in just a few months? Well, I I transitioned from selling myself to creating a team, right? Yeah. So I went. Uh, I knew the way to scale this was to present this as an opportunity to do the same thing it's done for me. So I I still sold several deals a week, like two or three a, d- a week myself. Yeah. But then I started recruiting and training guys to do the same thing. And uh, the ones that could close deals, I would I would set them up with appointments, pre-booked pre, uh, uh, appointments. And then those that kind of needed to kind of learn the way would have to do some of the stuff I taught them to do, like I did myself. Yeah. And when you married that together, we were doing about 10 deals a week, right? So I went from eight deals in one month to doing, you know, two or three or uh, two to three a month myself to actually adding on um, a several deals a week. So we grew that company pretty fast. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's where we went from, like I said, zero to 20 million in, in, in less than two years. Wow. So with that rapid growth, like, did you feel, because there's two kinds of hustles, you know, there's a hustle where you're just grinding it out and, you know, sometimes you need to do that, but sometimes there's a hustle that comes on you. That's almost like a, it's like an energy from God, you know, like, and you just, you, you almost feel like the wind is at your back. What was it like for you? Did you feel like there was a lot of like grit or did you feel like there was, like a hustle that was almost inspired. Well, I think when you you get this close as I was to um, having less than nothing, you know, don't get me wrong, even though I didn't have a lot, I did have a car and I did have, you know, enough for some gas and I did have yeah. enough for some food. And obviously I had an opportunity. And I think a lot of people when they're faced with, you know, a, a deficit in their life, whether it be um, losing a loved one or whether it be losing a job or whether it be losing their home or even a, a good relationship. Um, it, it's hard sometimes to overcome that because we are looking at what we lost, yeah. but when you look at what you do have, even in spite of the loss, and in this case, it was, you know, I didn't have a regular place to live and I had lost a lot of stuff, but it, you, you can then put yourself in a spot of, of, of having gratitude. And then, that puts you in the right mindset to see opportunity. Cause look, opportunities are never absent. They just change. Yeah. Right. Opportunities right. are fluent towards the situation. Like when the economy shifts and change, when, when government shifts and change, when weather conditions shift and change, 
those things do change and they do affect different things and they can affect your financial situation. Um, but opportunities are still there. They're just a little different. They look a little different and you have to keep the right mindset in. And I think being gratitude, being grateful of what you do have versus what you lost keeps you in that right mindset of seeing opportunity when someone else doesn't see opportunity. Yeah. And uh, I hope you give me a chance, but my story doesn't even end there. I, I face more tragedy after that, that yeah, I, would, share I, it, I, I hope I can share with you. So man, you guys I would love for you to just kind of share yeah, anything that you feel like would benefit, you know, somebody, whether they're new in sales or experienced in sales, or they want, they're trying to be an entrepreneur, man, like anything you feel you could share yeah. along that journey is, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you have a sound effect button, but right. What I just gave you, you guys, you know, that should have been a blown up moment because <laughs> right there alone, you know, if you just understand being staying in the state of gratefulness, yes. right. And, you know, you know, there, there's many verses that back that up that says, you know, you know, you know, be thankful and be grateful. I don't have those off the top of my, my tongue right now to, to quote you, but I will say that God wants us to stay grateful and I think the reason why is because it keeps us open and our eyes peeled to the opportunities that are all around us. They're all right. around us. Right. And I've learned that. Right. And, and I can tell you when someone cannot see opportunities or what they're worth, it's because they're not willing to understand what they have. And Come on. you can strip away a lot of things from people. Yeah. Even at your lowest of lowest. Right. Paul and Silas at the lowest of lowest. They began begin be, begin to be grateful, and what happened in that jail cell, right? Things started yeah. to shift and change. What that's they right. had in them became Preach. the reality, right? Yes, man. you know. And that's so it. that's what I'm trying to tell you guys: the mindset that you yeah. have to maintain is that grateful mindset. You know, just the fact that I can be able to talk to you and have breath in my lungs and be able to be here on Earth to still accomplish His mission for me—that's enough for me to stay grateful. I don't need the, the, the higher things of life, or even, you know, some of the, you know, simple things of life. I have enough already. Now right. I do need some basic functions as we all do. We need a roof overhead. We need food on our stomach. Yes. You know, we need those things. I'm not saying we don't, but what I am saying is, is that some of you that are watching this or are going to watch this have, are in a situation right now where you're looking more at the loss than you are at what you have. And you need to shift that mindset. And that's what I call the over overcomers mentality. Yeah. Overcomers mentality is keeping that mindset where it's like, Hey, I'm grateful for what I do have. And now it's going to allow me to have the lens and keep my eyes peeled to, to opportunities. And what is awesome about opportunities is that when you see them and no one else sees them, that gives you an advantage, right? It's called, right. it's called having the edge, right? And yeah. that's called favor in the Bible, right? It's called You're right, favor. man. I was you hoping read, you'd bring that up, man. Right. If you bring up, if you bring up my favorite chapter, which is Proverbs chapter three, that's you know, God says, if you want favor with me and man, you you got to trust in me more than anything else, right? Yeah. And you got to see right, things bro. the way He sees things. So, that's right. Um. So that's that's what I what what I will tell all of you guys. But what I will also share with you is this: is that you know, uh, last year. Um, me and my family, we we lost our 15-month-old daughter, right, on Mother's Day. And um, her name was Destiny. And and Man. and and that was that has been devastating and rocked our world, right? Um, and I can tell you uh, a, a year ago this year, a year ago, this time last year, yeah. I got COVID, the, the deadly version of it. 
And I was in the hospital for almost four to five weeks on 140 liters of oxygen, right? Matter wow. of fact, I'll show you in my, in, my, in my video screen here. This right here, other than God, is what saved me, okay? Because that's what builds your lungs back. If those of you who are in the, in the nurses uh, or in the hospital wings, right? I was this close to being put on a ventilator. And matter wow. of fact, I'll tell you, Will, um, on, on that same floor that I was on, yeah, a, a younger guy, better shape, better, better fit, younger, 22 years old. He didn't make it a deputy sheriff, 32 years old with a full family. He didn't, <clears throat> he didn't make it. So I, I'll just tell you, you know, um, God obviously brought me through. So go ahead. I'll let you take over. Cause my voice, I'm losing my voice. Yeah. So, so this is after your business was brought up to the level that it was, yeah. and then you experienced tragic loss and then you end up in the hospital. What, what was it that like, what, what brought you through all that? Like, what was the victory for you? How did you come overcome? Uh, well, <clears throat> you thought, you thought sleeping in my car was bad when you lose someone that is your own daughter or your own child. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's nothing that really prepares you for that. Right. So no. um, it's, it's one of those things that's undescribable, but I don't wish on, on anyone. Um, and, and, you know, parents shouldn't be bearing their children. Right. And, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's hard because, you know, we, we looked at it as, you know, what's up with this? We, what, God, what, why did you let this happen? Right. So I just want to be honest with people. We yeah. did ask those questions and sometimes we still ask them. Right. Yes. But one of the things that we, we realized is that, um, Instead, again, instead of thinking of what we lost, we thought about what we gained. And I think the Lord, and I, I can't tell you this, uh, you know, specifically, but I can tell you the impression that I got in my thought of what God did versus what he didn't do or what, what he could have done. I really had the impression that God gave us uh, actually more time with our daughter than what she was supposed to have. And here's why. She was born a, a micro preemie. She, my wife ended up getting uh, preeclampsia, which causes, you know, there's yeah. only one way to solve that. And that is you have to give birth to the child, no matter how far along the child is, or the mother may die. Right. Um, her blood pressure was extremely high and she was at very high risk. So I think at 22 or 23 weeks, um, she ended up having birth to, to our daughter, Destiny. And, you know, yeah. obviously she was not fully developed. So, you know, right. micro PME, she was less than a pound, right? So she was in the hospital and, and, you know, one of the last things that, you know, uh, develops in a baby is, is their lungs. Yeah. So she, she struggled with that. And, um, she ended up having to be on a, on a, uh, a trachea through her, through her throat mm. just to be able to breathe. And she was on a machine and ventilator and things like that. So, uh, you know, she, she definitely struggled throughout that. And she was, she ended up being in the hospital for the first nine months of her life. And, uh, she ended up coming home to us, um, a little bit after that. Right. Yeah. So, you know, she, she was with us in, in, in my opinion, longer than probably she was supposed to be. And, and we could have looked at it as easily as, Hey, why did you take her so soon? Yeah. Um, but we ended up really finding that there was peace in the fact that he probably gave us more time than what we would have had originally. And, wow. you know, at sometimes when we share that with people, people are like, Oh, you're saying that just to feel better about things. Uh, well, I want to feel better, but the only thing that's really going to make me feel better is if she's back here. Okay. Yeah. But I'm saying that because I really believe that, 
you know, sometimes we miss out on right. what God was trying to do because we're so concentrated on what, you know, what, what we're going through or what we, what we missed out on ourselves, Right. So, yeah, you know, in that mind, in that way of thinking, yeah, it has brought us to the point that that is possible. So let's just start with that's Is that possible that God did give us more time? Yes, it's possible. Yeah. And if it's possible, then it might be possible that God had, had has an ultimate plan that although yeah. it hurts us tremendously not to have her here. Right. Although it brings a lot of pain, if you want to know the truth. Of course. Although it brings a lot of questions. Yeah. If that's possible, then that's also means that it's possible that he has got everything under control and we just don't know all the answers. Yeah. I think that you're right on with that, you know, going through something like that will bring all those questions to the surface. And so many people that experience loss or they're wondering why certain things happen, you know, to them or in the world. And I think the foundation always at the end of the day, no matter what happens to us or no matter what we see going on has to be that God is good, that he's incredibly good, that we don't understand everything. Uh, in, in, in my perspective, the way that I see stuff like that is that God didn't cause that to happen or will that upon you or upon anybody. Uh, but you know, it's almost cliche to say, and it's almost like Christianese and it almost sometimes makes my stomach turn upside down when I hear people say this, because it's such a pat answer when somebody's going through something difficult. Oh, well, God, he, he may, he turns all things, you know, for good, for those who love him and he works in mysterious ways. And I'm like, well, you know what? He, he, he doesn't really work in mysterious ways. He clearly heals the sick and he clearly uh, does good to his people. And, and so I know that this sickness and these type of things, man, that's not from him, but yes, it is true. As much as it's cliche for people to say, God will turn this in for good. He 100% does not waste anything and he will turn it out for the good. He'll make a circumstance like that turn out for the good so much so that you would think he actually willed it to happen because right. he's so good at reviving things that were tragic. Yeah. I mean, what Jesus so, said, I'm the restorer of all things, you know? Yeah. And I can tell you, you know, it's hard to imagine how he would restore losing your child. But one of the things that I remembered is that he lost a child too. You know, I mean, even though yeah. Jesus ended up, you know, coming back and, and, and now is in heaven, but uh, there that's, that's why the earth shook and the, the, the thunder and lightning happened. And there was earthquakes because I believe that was God's, uh, moment of of losing something that he had never lost, much less ever, much less his own child, right? So yeah. I gotta, you know, you have to remember that. And again, it's not just to pat your pain and to make you feel better. It's right. the reality of things, right? Yeah, exactly. And so I'm gonna tell you guys that are watching this, um, you know, if you've gone through loss, if you've gone through hardship and and pain, um, the pain is not most supposed to be ignored. Um, if anything, you you need to find a way to to figure out the purpose in the pain, right. And, and, and how you can use, use that yeah. pain towards, you know, if God still has you here. Right. So like I said to you, you know, I almost died myself, not, not about a year ago. And yeah. uh, I realized through both these tragedies and both these knocking on death's door, if you will. Yeah. Um, I've, I realized that me and my wife decided we're going to, we're going to have to do something with what we do have. And that is our time left here on earth obviously there's still a mission still in place. And so, you know, when we think about that, we think about Jesus says, I will restore all things. 
we were we were lucky enough to um, at the same same week we lost our daughter. We also found out that you know we were pregnant. So my wife ended up giving birth to our newest daughter Ada on wow. on December twenty first. She's happy and healthy. Wow. Um, she's um, she's a bundle of joy. She certainly doesn't replace her 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 sister, but right. she looks exactly like her. And, wow, and so we're able to see destiny through her, but also um, enjoy her as, as well. And, and so yeah. um, we were able to, to do cool. that. And then the other thing we, we were able to do is we were able to create um, an, a new opportunity that we had never done before. Right. So we were doing the yeah. solar and we've grown the solar and the company. And um, I didn't necessarily know if I wanted to continue to do it. If, if you want to know the truth, truth, because I've been there, done that. Right. And um. I really started digging deep on that passage in Deuteronomy 8, 818, where it says, God has given you the power to create wealth to fulfill my covenant. Right. That's right. Um, And, you know, there's some people that think that it doesn't necessarily mean that, but I I believe it does mean that. I believe that what we have in us, God has already put in us. And a lot of us are trying to pray for it to come when it's already there. Right. <laughs> That's um, so good, man. Right. You know, we're, yeah. we're, we're trying to see if the angels will, will, will be like UPS or FedEx people yeah. or even uh, like Amazon. Right. You know, knock on a door and leave the package on the front. Right. So, right. but at reality is it's already inside of us. Yeah. And, man. and so when I read that scripture, I see that, I see that he says, I've already given you the power to create wealth. I've already given it to you past tense. Yes. Right. Man. I've given you the power to create wealth. And then, then the last part of it is the purpose of why, right? Which is to fulfill my covenant, right? And, and, <laughs> yeah, and man. So, so, so when you think of money, a lot of people love to see how money is evil and all that stuff. Yeah. But the honest truth is we got to go back to who invented money, right? Who invented money? When you find out the, the author and creator of money, it's hard to say it's evil when God's the one who created it. Because if you go back in Genesis, you can see the first sign of money is gold and who made it. God did not the devil. Sorry That's for right. those of you who are, who are loving to cling to your poverty <laughs> and, and you're humble because you, you, you feel like you're living a noble life because you're, you're live, living within your means. But at, yep. in, at the end of the day, you're actually, you're not actually, you're actually limiting what God wants to do for you. Right. Yeah. So yeah. in my opinion, we're supposed to, you know, we're supposed to be blessed. We're supposed to be prosperous so that we can fulfill his covenant. And one of the covenants definitely is, is so we can love God with all our heart, mind, and soul, but also to love our neighbor as what ourself. Right. That's and so, right. and, and so our neighbor needs us to help them sometimes financially. Our neighbor needs yep. us to pay for dinner or, give them shelter or, uh, you know, help them in many different ways. And if you can't, if you can't even buy groceries and help yourself, how are you going to help somebody else? Yep. Right. And so That's many, it, man. there's a reason why so many Christians are broke. Yeah. Why is that? I, I believe it's because they get the Bible wrong when it comes to when, Let me just tell you this. And you may already know this, Will, because you're a smart guy. But, you know, when you look at the Bible, there's more than 2,300 scriptures talking about money. And only 800 to talk about prayer. <laughs> Uh-oh. Somebody I'm not saying prayer is any yeah, less significant. No, preach, man. Uh, it's good. I'm not saying it's any less significant. I'm just saying, obviously, if there's 2,300 scriptures in the Bible, it's obviously a good and important subject. Yes. 
right? Yeah. And here are the churches, and I hate to get on the soapbox for a minute, but here are the oh, churches. Dude. Most of the churches do not even teach on the right things when it comes to biblical finances. They do teach on giving and tithing, right? Oh, yeah. and, and, and even that's up in the air nowadays. But yeah. my point is, is like when it comes to what they need to reach, when it comes to their budget, they'll definitely talk about it. But they don't equip the saints, if you will, or equip Christians with the right financial tools that are in the Bible, right, right. already, that right. most people, if they follow, will be financially blessed to the point they can help themselves and help others. And here's what I'll tell you, and then and yeah, I'll be man. done. You can ask me any other questions about yeah, this, man. but um, when you read Malachi 3, which a lot of preachers and pastors and ministers love to quote when it comes to tithing, in, in the Bible, it literally, you know, God told him, he says, bring the, the tithe to the storehouse and I will pour out a blessing onto you that you cannot contain. I'll open up the windows of heaven and yeah, I will man. pour out a blessing to you that you can't contain. You know, you know that scripture, right? So yeah. that that scripture is specifically talking about rain, like literal rain. OK, the reason why is because those days, all everything was hedged, hedged on whether there was crop that grew up in, in, in harvest. So yeah. rain was like gold back then, because if you had rain, you had plenty of crop. And that means you could have not only your needs met, but you might even have a, a surplus, right? So right. when he said, I'm going to pour out the windows of heaven, a lot of us have spiritualized it. Okay. Yeah. And we yeah. made it, oh, well, he's going to pull out all this stuff from everywhere, blah, 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 blah. And don't yeah. get me wrong, I believe in the supernatural financial blessings that God will bring because I've seen yeah. it happen. But I'll, I'm just going to say this too. Maybe I'll get in yeah. trouble for saying this, but no, this is um, good. God supernaturally blessing you is not his best way of getting you financially blessed. Yeah, you're right on the money right there because when you look at the Israelites, when they're in the desert and they're supernaturally getting manna from heaven every day, it gets corrupted the following day. They can't actually keep it. So when they move into the promised land, they actually had to work with their hands and, and cultivate. You know, they did inherit buildings they didn't build, and they did inherit land and farm that they didn't uh, plant or plow, but they still had to work it and maintain it. So a lot of times, God's going to supernaturally bless you, not by you know popping a check in your mailbox, but by giving you a maybe an inspiring idea or uh, energy or or even just the motivation and the discipline to actually go out and do the work and, and yeah. reap, reap a harvest. So you're right on there. Sometimes supernatural provision doesn't look like it doesn't look supernatural. It's actually, well, it, 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 it goes just looks to, yeah, I was going to say, it was go back to being able to stay grateful so you can keep your eyes peeled to opportunity, right? And yeah, that goes yeah. back to Deuteronomy 8.18, where it says, I've already given you the power to create wealth, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's already in us, right? A lot of us don't know what's in us because we never even looked at the right mirror, right? We don't know what's inside <laughs> of us, right? That's right. We, we have people reflecting back on us what they think of themselves. And they don't think too highly of themselves. How are you going to think highly of yourself when you're around people that don't think highly of them own, their own self? Man, Why do you think they so criticize good. people, you know, and they got quote unquote haters because you got you you're you're making people think of how they're not doing what they should do. And so they're going to criticize you. And then now you think of yourself bad because they criticize you. And it's just a domino effect. So yeah. you got to be around good people. You got to get be around people that are going to elevate you, help you, tell you yes, tell you no, but also keep you in the right, you know, right path. You got to be around good people. And so inside of you is already the power to create wealth, already the ingredients, if you will, to get the job done when it comes to being financially blessed. So going back to Malachi 3, 
he tells you an instruction. He says, bring the, the tithe to the storehouse. All right. And also, he also says, bring the offering. One of the things that people miss, and I don't hear this being preached anywhere, right, is that there's actually a third step that kind of is overlooked. And the third step is, is that, yes, you should bring the tithe and the offering to the storehouse, or in this case, a ministry or a church or whatnot, right? You should do that. And that should bless the church and the ministry, and it should bless you. But the third step is what people do not even recognize, much less teach on or should talk about. And that is, if you don't put no seed in the ground, it don't matter how much God pours out rain, it is not going to be, it's not going to grow much less multiply. That's so good, man. Yeah. You got to put seed in the ground. And what is seed in the ground? That's investments, that's business, that's going out there and multiplying your money, that's putting it in the right spot. It's not eating all your seed, it's putting it in the ground. Yeah. And so God will pull out a rain. He, he, he's going to do his part. He does every single time. But if he pours out rain upon rain upon rain, Come and on. you have nothing in the ground, yeah, nothing will multiply nothing. That's it. You know, that's, oh man, you, you're on it right there. It's so good. Sorry, I went on the soapbox. No, I'm, I'm loving it because I always, you know, think, yeah, how are you going to, how are you going to give any tithes or offerings if you don't have any money in the first place? Like, and not only that, but if, if a, if a church and, and it's not bashing any one church or anything, but if religion in general is, is telling people that they should not pursue growing, uh, you know, in wealth or in finances, but they are tell, telling everybody that they they're obligated to give and to tithe. Well, they're shooting themselves in the foot because if they equipped the believers to grow in entrepreneurship, in sales skills, in, in the power to create wealth, then the tithes and the offerings would increase and the church would only be more. Yes. Boring. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. It would help. It, everyone would benefit from that type of teaching and getting into the Bible where, where it shows you how to literally be blessed financially and know the goal is not to be rich and be flaunting it and, and just yeah. show it off. The right. goal is to be rich so that you can help others be blessed to do what they need to do to help the poor, the needy and the ones who are afflicted and need help. You have to have resources, right? You have to have the way and the means to get things done. If you can talk about being spiritual all you want, but my pastor used to tell me some people are so spiritual, they're no earthly good, right? They're so right. out there. You know, they're like a kite with no string. No one's <laughs> way, way out there, right? Come back, come back. We're on earth still. You don't have you, you're not, you're not a heavenly body yet. You may move in the spirit. I move in the spirit. I, I believe in the Holy Spirit and I believe in being spiritual but I also know I'm human still too. And we have to work within that realm and God will give us supernatural, you know, anointing and, and blessing and favor. I believe in all that, but sometimes you have to, you know, there's some logic, you know, biblical logic, people don't even want to, you know, yeah, apply. Man. And I think one of those things is when it comes to money finances, right? Yeah. So for me, my mission, uh, being that I went through what I went through and me and my wife went through what we went through, our main mission is to help people get financial freedom so that they can be free yeah. so that they can accomplish the the covenant that God's put in their life, the mission, the purpose. And, uh, you know, we've tried the ministry thing, the actual pulpit ministry. Yeah. And at the end of the day, this is our ministry. So we created a company and, and I'm going to be done here. Uh, yeah. You know, I know you got maybe got some more questions, but we created a company using solar as one of the, the hot tickets and we call it Prosper. P-R-O-S-P-R, Prosper. We spell it a little different. Yeah. And this company is a full remote uh, solar company 
yeah. where people can come on and learn how to sell solar and make great money. And they can do it from anywhere, whether they yeah. live on the beach or if they live in an apartment or if they live in the country, they can, as long as they got internet, they can do this. And so we've created this company. And now just so you know, Will, instead of being in one state, like we had before with our other companies, we're in 30 plus states. We're selling in 30 wow, plus man. states. We, we are already projected to do way more than we've done in any other company in a very short time. We just started this company last, last year. So we already are, we have over 160 agents that we've trained that are now on our platform. Wow. And we're able to help homeowners every day, like four to five homeowners a day. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that used to be what we did in a week, right? So now we're yeah. doing that multiple times. And, uh, <laughs> awesome. you know, one of the things God taught me is, is that you got to increase your vision. If you don't increase your vision, you'll never increase anything in your life. If you don't expand the way you think, the way you act and the way you see things. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I think anything that God gets a hold of, he ends up multiplying and expanding. But a lot of right. times we don't let him do that. And then we wonder why we're limited or if we're actually decreasing. So, yeah. you know, I just wanted to share that with you guys out there and you oh, uh, will just let you know that that's that's where God's took us took us from all that time to now where we're at today. So we're excited yeah. about it. Well, yeah, that kind of leads me to like last, you know, two things here is is number one, if you could just speak to if anybody out there, you know, they're maybe they are maybe they're living in their car right now or maybe they're just paycheck to paycheck and they feel this call, you know, to, to, to create and generate wealth. Um, and there's that tension, like what, what would you say to somebody listening that what, what, what kind of advice would you give them in this place that they're at right now? Take the next steps to start moving in the direction that you did. Yeah. Well, one of the things I would say, cause I've done business without God and I've done business with God and it's always better with God. Right. Yeah. Um, you can call yourself the CEO, but really he's the CEO or he needs to be the yeah. CEO. Because right. even the best CEOs mess up and, and don't get it right. And yeah. again, it goes back to understanding who's really in control here, right? Um, he lets us do what we're going to do, make mistakes, and even you know go down round paths. But at the end of the day, he still ultimately controls everything. And keeping that mind right about that is very, very important to true success. And I don't think there's any other way but then to have the right blueprint. Like when you want to build a house, you got to have the right blueprint, right? And because there's going to be other people that come along who have a part to play. And yeah. if you don't have the blueprint to give them, they're going to screw it up or they're going to make things worse for you. Right. And yeah. that's what a blueprint's for so that no one has to really question what to do. It's already in the blueprint. And I know the Bible can be overwhelming to some people, at least in its entirety. What I would highly suggest is to go to Proverbs chapter three and make that your blueprint. If you're thinking about starting a business or you're in business and you want to don't just incorporate God, but you want to make him the CEO, which I think is the best choice you can make as a business owner, then yeah. you need to go to Proverbs 3 and you need to memorize that chapter from top to bottom. And I got to tell you the truth. I don't have it memorized. And it, this is a reminder. I need to memorize it, but I do know it. I know it enough <laughs> yeah. to know that it's, in your spirit, it's important, your right? Trust yeah. the Lord with all your understanding, you know, do not lean on anybody else, but lean on him completely. Yeah. Those are the type of things that you need That's to right. put inside of you, right? And if you do that alone and then surround yourself with people who believe the same things as far as how God operates in your life and where you want to take your vision, expand your vision. So my three things is memorize chapter three, Proverbs chapter three is your blueprint. You know, surround yourself with good godly people who are business-like and business-minded. And yeah. then number, number three 
continue to look at how you can expand your vision and keep your eyes peeled to opportunities. Because even in your business right now, um, I could probably go into your business and find opportunities. Why? Not because I'm better than you, but because I can see things you can't see. And we yeah. got to put people in and we got to keep our eyes peeled to that. So that's, that's what I would recommend. That's awesome, man. Well, it sounds like you have an opportunity as well that people, you know, maybe they are, like I said, maybe they're just like, they want to sell something. They know that there's an opportunity in sales and they don't have the, they don't have their own business yet or anything like that. And they, they need something like you had where it's already, already done for you. All you need to do is just go out and sell it. Mm -hmm. um, where can people connect with you? And well, let me ask you this before I, I say that, what is your average rep out there making right now per month? Uh, selling solar remotely? Uh, yeah, our average rep is selling about three, maybe four deals. So, and their average commission is around $3,000, right? So um, you can come in our program and be trained very quickly within a couple hours of, of our Zoom training. And then we have a community chat where we keep everybody um, going and we at, answer questions. We'll jump on Zoom calls. A lot of what we do is through Zoom. You know, we, yeah. we get we get a homeowner on Zoom, we go through an evaluation, give them a report, and then try to close the deal, right? So right. we can jump on Zooms with you. So for those who have never sold anything or haven't sold solar, we have taken novice people who don't know how to do anything. And, and as long as they know how to get on the internet and jump on a Zoom, the, the, then they know how to do it, right? It don't take no time. So our training program awesome. is very deep and we give yeah. them details and we, we will hold people's hand as long as it takes so yeah. that you can win. That's why we call it prosper wheel. We call it yeah. prosper because we want people to prosper at home, our homeowners yeah. and at work, people right. that work with us. Right. So, um, and then those who want to build a team, we have some overrides that really make this yeah. thing very, very interested for those who know how to recruit and build teams. You can make, you know, a lot of money while you sleep if you want, yeah. because we've created the, the platform. So if you want to yeah. check us out, if you don't mind, I'll share the website. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you, go ahead and do yeah. that. Yeah, uh, you guys can go to sellsolaranywhere.com, sellsolaranywhere.com. Right. And uh, it'll take you to a page where you can download the video and kind of see what our program's about. There's no cost to join what we do, by the way. Um, none at all, other than what you want to invest in, you know, marketing or whatever you want to do. Yeah. We will teach you everything you need to do to get your first couple of sales, and then you'll be able to run with it from there. So we don't charge for anything. We, we just want people to prosper. And that's why we call it uh, our company prosper. That's awesome, man. So you have newbies coming in, doing this, sellsolaranywhere.com. They come in, they're selling three, four deals a month, making six figures pretty much, you know, within a few months on track to make six figures in the first yeah, year. We've had a lot of people replace their full-time income and do this full-time. And some people have decided just to do this part-time. Yeah. You don't care how many sales you do. You do one a month or you do a hundred. You, our platform is fit for you to do that. We have a great family. Like I, I didn't even know this was possible, Will, but we have a great remote community that I've never really, I don't know. I think maybe met one or two of the people that we work with, but we have over 160 people that I have never really met. And we all <laughs> operate cool, like man. family, you know, That's and awesome. we're talking about, California and Texas and New York and Maryland and wow. all across the United States. Right. So yeah. it's a cool thing to be a part of and, and our family of, of group of people is continuing to grow. And for those that are looking for something like that, looking to look into it, um, definitely reach out to me or go to that website. I think you'll be, you'll be excited to see that it can definitely go help you go to the next level. 
Right on, man. And what are some of your top reps making there just to kind of whet the appetite for people? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you, what do you got top producers out there raking in? Yeah. Well, a lot of our top producers have become what we call team builders and they have yeah. team, uh, several teams under them. You know, you can make seven, seven figures in this industry, just build, building a couple of teams. I've done it three times now. Um, and so if you want to make, you know, that type of money that is available to you, I'm not saying it's an overnight thing. I'm certainly not saying it's a get, get rich quick thing, but, uh, right. you know, 12 to 24 months and you go at it hard and you really build up the team and start learning how to do it yourself. You could put yourself in, and I I've personally helped five people hit seven figures and we hope to help another thousand to do the same thing. So come on, dude, if you're interested in making some really good money and building even a business within a business. We have that available. We're looking for leaders, by the way, we're looking for people who want to partner because we have a, we have a multi-decade vision here, a, a billion dollar business that God has put in our heart. You know, I can tell you as big as we made these other businesses, Will, um, I didn't have this type of vision. And so God wow. really taught me what I, what I just shared with you guys, expand your mind and thinking and your vision, because you will know you, you will not go any further than what your vision is. I mean, yeah. even if God wants you to, you won't, because if you can't see it, you're not going to go after it and, and go for it. Right. So um, we have a big vision and we continue to add on to it, by the way. We want to continue yeah. to expand it. So if That's those good, of man. you who are out there looking for a great opportunity, um, Prosper, I think is it, we're we're going to be America's choice, if not international choice, for people to use our products like solar panels and roofing and HVAC and things like that. And I think we're going to be at the end of the day, we're going to be one of the best places to to join and work and make great money, not just a job but a place where you can have opportunity, right? I think Love job it. for most people should mean just over broke anyways, but yeah, <laughs> that point. But yeah. you know, this is an opportunity for a lot of people to build wealth, not just have an income or a nine to five job. Right on, man. Well, I appreciate you hopping on here, man. It was so good. I feel like you have so much to say. And uh, Sorry, no, I have too much to say. Sorry. No, about man. That. It's so, no, it's so good, man. And not only there's so much wealth in just what we shared and what you, what you shared. And, uh, and, and then the fact that, you know, somebody on here listening might be able to connect with you and actually start earning six figures within, the, within a few months and have an opportunity to grow. So I appreciate you hopping on here. If you want to find him again, it's sellsolaranywhere.com. His name's Frank Ammons. And uh, you can find him on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, yeah, man, well, thanks for hopping on here and bless you, bro. Have a good rest of your day and we'll talk soon. Thanks for having me. All right. Talk to you later, man. Thanks for listening today. If you've been impacted by this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and join our growing community of spirit-filled sales professionals and entrepreneurs on Facebook. You can also connect with Will on Instagram or TikTok at Will Rest.